we have become comfortable and we have become complacent. We have become lazy and lackadaisical in our environment. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Impact Man, and you know what time it is, baby. It is time to rise and grind. So grab your cup of coffee and grab your device, and let's get into this word. I was asked by a mentor to share with his leaders on an online prayer service. Today, I'm going to share that with you. We're going to step away from Job for just a minute. And I'm going to share that with you. We will be getting back to Job. I feel a pull away from Job as we grow closer to the time of Christ's uh, crucifixion. And so I feel as a, a leader and a teacher and a preacher, I need to share some other things with you. So I want to share this with you on today. I think this is vitally important, especially to those of us who feel as though uh, we are the ones who God have called to do great work. Now catch this, and I want you to get this. This message is for the church, for those people who are part of the church, the ecclesia, the called out. There is still the important piece in here that Christ went to the cross for all of us. And so in this, I talk to these leaders about their responsibility of continuing the work that they have been called to. This is entitled, Stay the Course. I encourage you to listen to it all the way through. And uh, at the end, we, we pray as we always do because we love prayer. And we'll talk about some coffee toward the end of this one, all right? Because today I am drinking Midnight Oil by Blanchard's Coffee. When I tell you this is good, Oh my God, this is some good coffee. But let's go into this service that's already in progress. Tonight for the Fellowship of Churches um, prayer time. I am excited about what God is going to uh, say to us on tonight because there is no way I don't think that he speaks and he doesn't speak to me as well. I am certainly excited about what he is saying to us on tonight. If you would uh, turn your attention to Mark chapter four, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 14, Mark chapter 14. Uh, and we're going to begin at verse number 32, Mark chapter 14, beginning at verse number 32. And I just want to uh, read this in your hearing and give you just a few points that I hear the Holy Spirit saying, and then we're going to go into prayer. <clears throat> Mark chapter 14, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. They went to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on the ground. He prayed that if it was possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he cried out, 
Everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I will, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch with me one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping for they couldn't keep their eyes open and they didn't know what to say. When he returned to them the third time, he said, go ahead and sleep, have your rest. But no, the time has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of the sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. I want to um real quick, I, I, a few things that uh, came out to me as I was reading this scripture, as I was preparing for today. Um, the first thing I saw here is that everybody is not in your inner circle. When we read this, we recognize that the entirety of the disciples who were with him were walking with him. And he said, he turned and said to the entirety, I need you to stay here. And then he picked three and he said to them, I want you to come with me. So he said to Peter, James and John, come with me. It is important for us to understand as we traverse through life and God gives us assignments that we understand and recognize that everybody is not going to be able to go where God is calling us to go individually. The assignment that you have is too big. Catch this. Oh, the assignment that you have is too big for the crowd. Everybody is not going to understand why you interact with the world the way that you do. Now, I'm talking to somebody specific here because what you need to understand and what you need to know is God has called you to speak to a different facet of sinners. And you're wondering, why am I going out there? People going to talk about me funny when I when I do that. But let me tell you, because everybody can't go where God has called you to go. And so uh, uh, that's the first thing I saw. Right. The crowd. But there's going to be a group that can go with you. So he pulled three out of the crowd and said, y'all come with me. And so they got to a specific place and he said, OK, I need you guys. So, so hear this. He said, I need you to watch for me. I need you to stand guard because I'm I'm just drained. I'm I'm afraid. I'm hurt. I don't know what's going to go on. He said, I need you to watch with me. And so he stepped a little bit further Then the, you know, we see here in the Bible where he he began to pray, take this cup away from me if it's possible, so on and so forth. Um, and we, we, we read that. But but I want to get back to this piece right here is that after he prayed, he got up. He came back to catch this. He came back to the watchman 
and the watchmen were asleep. Now, let me give you a warning here on today. If you are on this line and you are a watchman, now is not the time for sleeping. It is time for us, the watchmen, those who have been set upon the wall to be watching and to be doing and to be preparing for the Lord's return. Listen to me. And this is this has been heavy on my heart lately. How is it that we call ourselves the, the, the church, the ecclesia, the called out and refuse to go and get anybody who isn't part of us? I'm I'm concerned when the church is afraid to link up with people who don't believe like them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is that for too long, you forgot that you didn't believe like you believe now. And it was somebody who recognized that you didn't believe like you believe now, who came out of the four walls of the church and got you and brought you into the church. And now you believe, but you become comfortable, my God, and here, let, 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 let me slow down. We have become comfortable and we have become complacent. We have become lazy and lackadaisical in our environment. And what happens is now when we see somebody who doesn't believe like we believe, who somebody who may have problems with their sexual identity and as opposed here. And here's my problem. As opposed to actually reaching out to that person, befriending that person, bringing that person close and praying. I'm talking about the watchmen now. I'm not talking about the new saints. I'm talking about the watchmen, the people who are strong, who've been called to do this. And and, and instead, your, your thing is, this is what we say in the church. Well, I'm going to pray for them. Quit lying. You know you're not praying for them. You're talking about them. They ain't got no business being gay. I can't believe they this, that, and the other. She's just a lie and always been a liar. Wait a minute. Slow down here. You were a liar. You were a whoremonger. You were a cheat. You were a degenerate. Huh? Isn't that the scripture? And such were some of us. And thanks be to God that he saw fit to save us. To pull us out of the miry clay. So if God could pull us out of the miry clay, he certainly can pull anybody else out of the miry clay. Because the reality is I know how messed up I was. Do you remember how messed up you were? That's a that's a question for you and your private time. You need to think about that. Do you really remember how messed up you were when God stepped in and pulled you out of your mess? And and truth be told, some of us are still halfway in our mess. I'm going to leave that alone right now. But but here it is. Here it is. And so so we're going to go back to this scripture. All right. And so these dudes, the the, the watchmen were asleep. And so he came. He said, you guys, now, now listen to this. I told you already, the entire crowd can't go with you. When he came back, he said, Peter, he pulled one out of the three. You sleeping? 
a lot of times we looked at that scripture and we were thinking to ourselves, I know I was thinking to him, he spoke to all three of them. No, he woke up one. What is this telling us? It's telling us that sometimes even the inner circle is going to dwindle down to a smaller number. Baby, don't be afraid when they begin to walk away. Let them go. Why? Because God has set this thing up that he has given you an assignment. Oh, here we go. You got to recognize that he has given you an assignment. He didn't give them, listen, he didn't give them your assignment. He gave you your assignment. Their only job was to watch. Now, if they choose not to watch on the assignment, because that was their assignment, it, you got an assignment to actually do the work. If they choose not to watch, then we still got to keep going. And I'm I'm getting to, I'm getting to my point, right? And then Jesus goes back and he prays again. He prays again. And after he prays again, he comes back and finds them what? Sleep again. Somebody say sleep again. They were sleep again. Let me tell you what this tells me. Be consistent. Be consistent, right? So we see two juxtapositions of consistency here. We see Jesus who continued to pray in a dark time in his life, in a challenging time in his life. We see three watchmen who said, we're going to sleep. They were consistent in what they did, and Jesus was consistent in what he did. And my final point here is this. Don't stop because they do. We cannot stop doing because other people stop. We cannot stop going because somebody else doesn't believe. We cannot quit because our our, our boo ain't going with us. Let me tell you something. If God has called you to do something, you've got to do what God has called you to do. If it means leaving people in your family behind, then baby, leave them behind and allow God to give them the energy, the strength, the wherewithal to catch up to where you are. Go forward and do what God has called you to do. Stop being lazy. Stop being lackadaisical. Listen to me. There are uh, there are people out there in the streets that need you. People who are broken. People who have been raped. People who have been uh, used. People who have been abused. People who have been thrown out. People who have been talked about. People who have been stomped on by society, who've been stopped on by government, who've been stopped on by family. They need your voice and you're afraid to go out because you don't have a crew behind you. Come on, somebody. We can't wait for the the entourage. Why is it? My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Why is it that you need an entourage to do what you were supposed to do? This clearly shows to us that an entourage is only only go get in the way. Somebody said, got in my way. My entourage got in my way. Yes. And so this clearly shows us that an entourage, a group of people who just hanging out with us are just going to get in the way because at the end of the day, only one went to the cross. It wasn't the entourage that went to the cross. Only one went to the cross and he's, he died so that we could get up. So from, from our 
our deaths and we could live a life of abundance, that we could live a life full of grace, that we could live a life full of greatness because he did what he did. It wasn't because Peter hung on the cross. It wasn't because John hung on the cross. It wasn't because Bartholomew hung on a cross, but it was simply because Jesus decided in his darkest hour, I need you to catch this today, because if the boys went to sleep, certainly if they had the assignment, they would have said, no, I can't do it. But Jesus in his darkest hour said, I don't really want to do this, but if this is your will, God, I'll do it because you've asked me to do it. I'll go through the pain because you've asked me to go through the pain. I'll deal with the suffering because you've asked me to deal with the suffering. I will keep going, although nobody wants to go with me. We've got to stay the course. Watchmen, stay the course. If you want me to be politically correct, I'll say it. Watch women stay the course. You've been called to do something. It's time. Listen, 2021, 22, and 23 are going to be pivotal years for the church of Jesus Christ. I prophetically speak, there will be going to be pivotal years for the church of Jesus Christ. And now is not the time to become lazy, complacent, complaining. It's time for us to stay the course. Ramp up what God has called you to do. Do it harder. Push more. I'm tired, Pastor. I'm tired. Stop, stop it. Just go. And when you faint, get up, brush your teeth, wash your face, and then keep going till you faint again. Sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I get up at five in the morning, go to two in the morning, and then I pass out on my bed. I get up at five in the morning and go to two in the morning and do it again. You do it till you can't do it anymore. That's when you know that you are operating in his strength and in his spirit. Keep going. Don't you dare stop because somebody else stopped. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity. Number one, we thank you, God, for Bishop and First Lady. We thank you, God, for this time of prayer, Father. And we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would begin to minister to us what it is that you want us to do. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would remind us of the things that you have told us in secret. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give us creative strategies in order to do the things that you have called us to do. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give us witty ideas so that we can build the things that you called us to build. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give us strength in our inner man so we can stand up to the forces that we can stand up to the forces that you have called us to stand up to. Father, I thank you for what you are doing for your people. I thank you for this year, this three-year revival that you are releasing in the world, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that men and women and boys and girls would give their lives to you, God. I pray, God, that the people in the crack house, that the people who are who are stoned out on marijuana, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that the people whose minds are not right, who, who are sitting in psychiatric wards, God, that 
that the healing power of the Holy Ghost would Go in now, God, wherever they are, and bring them to a place of clarity of mind, Father. I pray, God, that they're that they're, that the doctors would walk into those rooms and say, do not give them any more medication. There has been a change in their life, God. I pray, God, that when they walk out of that place, they will speak the wonderful works of Jesus Christ. God, if you could send your son and he could clear, uh, cleanse a a, a, a crazy man who was running around in the tombs, God. We can speak a word to those that are broken in our era and they can be fixed, God. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for what you are doing. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for your greatness and for your glory. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for pouring out your anointing upon us, God. I thank you for what you are doing. Oh, God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would tear down every barrier that we have set inside of our minds, God. I pray that you would deal with our our own personal enemies, God. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way in us. We give you permission to remove every brick, every every piece of mortar God, that we built up to keep you from getting into our inner man. Oh, God, in our inner woman, we thank you, God, for the deliverance that you are doing even right now, for the deliverance that you are pouring upon us even right now. God, I say thank you. Oh, God. Oh, God, I say thank Thank you, God, that when the enemy came upon us like a flood, you lifted a standard against him. God, I say thank you tonight, God, that you are doing a great work in us, with us and through us, God, and that many will be saved. God, I thank you and I praise you and I magnify you in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. And everybody shouted amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. All right. My God, stay the course. No matter what is going on in your life, here is your word of encouragement. Stay the course. Don't allow anything to push you off the course that has been designed specifically for you to traverse, okay? So no matter how hard it is, stay the course. You can do this, brothers. Do me a favor. Share this podcast with other brothers that you know. Share this podcast with your wife, with your friends, with your family. Go over to Morning Meditation for Men. Dot com. That's morningmeditationformen.com. Run over to the website. Let me know that you are listening. Let me know that you're enjoying this. And then make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you subscribe. So every time we upload a brand new one, you'll get a notification and you can be the first to listen and you can be the first to share. And I told you I was going to tell you about this coffee. It is called Midnight Oil. This is what the company says about it, and I would agree with it. Midnight Oil is a manifestation of our memories about coffee. It's a coffee our grandfathers drank from dusty mugs and wood shops. It's a coffee simmering in the percolator on our grandmother's stove. It warmed our hams on chilly mornings 
uh, fishing on the lake and kept us going when we learned how to clean a carburetor on our first car. This is it. This is that coffee. It's that strong, rich, dark, always go-to coffee. I'm telling you that this definitely is on my top 10 list of coffee. What are you guys drinking? Please go over to morningmeditationformen.com. Let me know what you're drinking. Give me something new to try. I'm trying to find, I want to have about 25 or 30 different coffees on my shelf that I can try one different one every day. Go over to Morning Meditation for Men. Shoot me a, 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 an email and let me know what you're drinking. All right, brothers. Thank you so much for being with me this morning. This is Pastor S. Jeffrey Munts. I love you to life and there's nothing that you can do about it. We are out of here. Peace.